welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey, everyone, this is Chris, and welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, helping them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to have you back again this week. Because as always, we are looking at ways in which we can help our daughters to be successful, to be independent, and to find ways to find their own success in the future. I try to bring you guests every week that allow for you to be able to see this in many different ways. And this week's guest is no different. Brian Weisfeld is joining us today. And he is the founder of The Startup Squad. We're going to learn a little bit more about The Startup Squad and how it came to be, but also how Brian's daughters made that impact in him to be able to move forward with this venture as well. So Brian, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. Always great to talk to another dad of a daughter. I always love talking about my daughters and it is exciting to be able to have you here because you're doing some really cool things to be able to engage not only your daughters, but daughters all over the place, women, young women all over the place in looking at entrepreneurship. And I'm really excited about talking about that. But before we do, I always love to kind of delve a little bit deeper into you as a dad. So first and foremost, what I want to do, I want to turn the clock back in time, back to that first moment when you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. Tell me about that first reaction you had. Well, for me, the reaction was less about the gender than just that we were having a daughter because um, like so many other parents, my wife and I, it took us a little while to have kids and we went through an IVF process and you know, you just think, it's interesting. We decided we didn't want to have kids for a little while. We we're going to play and travel, and it's great. And they were like, "Okay, now it's time to have kids." And uh, without realizing, you can't just you know have kids. Sometimes it's a little more complicated than that. So we had gone through a long process of of trying to have kids and having IVF. And when we finally found out that we were uh, she was pregnant and we were having um, having a child, that was the the most important thing. It was. The gender was almost insignificant. It's you know great you're having a girl, but it was just the, the happiness that this had worked. And then we had our daughter, and when we were having our second child, when I found out that we were having a daughter with my second child, that was a moment of joy because I knew we were giving my older daughter the greatest gift, which was a sister. Now, when you look back at the time that you've had with your daughters, talk to me about what you would find as the most memorable experience that you've had thus far with them? We've had some great experiences. We've enjoyed traveling. We've seen different things. But I think the most memorable thing was probably when I just started to see the world through their eyes. When I started looking at some of the influences and things that are out there for girls and some of the products that are marketed to girls and some of the just the expectations of girls it really opened my eyes to something that I really hadn't really paid much attention before and it was a, a big formative part of me creating the startup squad but I think that was probably the most memorable thing is just seeing the world through the eyes of a you know call it a, a seven or eight-year-old girl. As you are looking back or even forward at raising daughters in today's society, what would you say is the hardest part for you in raising a daughter today? 
The hardest part for me is probably that I'm a very rational person. I make decisions based upon data and you know, without bringing a lot of emotion into it, which is part of you know what I had to do throughout my my business career, and so I would say in terms of for my daughters, and I wouldn't want to generalize to say this to all daughters, but my daughters tend you know have a, a lot more, and could just be that their their stage of life, they're fourteen and twelve. There's a lot more emotion in terms of their thought process, their reactions, the way they go about their day, and I, I as a not an emotional person, as someone who comes at things rationally. That is probably one of the hardest things for me is to take a step back and make sure that I'm thinking about uh, their emotions and the emotional impact of what we're talking about. And it's not just two adults having a rational conversation. Not that they're irrational, but you know, you're my, as opposed to emotionally. I completely understand what you're saying. So in a similar vein, as you're thinking about the world that we're in and raising daughters today, what would you say is your biggest fear? in raising daughters today? That they will ultimately learn from society or get the impression from society that there's a limit to what they can accomplish. I read something early on that it was, I'm not sure who said it, but someone said to me, someone, I heard someone say, don't tell girls that they can grow up to be whatever they want because a you know six to 10 year old girl doesn't know that she can't. Like, you know, if you say to a, a seven-year-old girl, you can grow up to be whatever you want to be, she's like, well, yeah, why not? Right? Why couldn't I be? Why would there be any restrictions on what they don't, they don't understand yet that there are some societal, you know, uh, restrictions in terms of glass ceilings and opportunities. And you know, there's still some people out there that are expecting certain roles to be for men versus for women. And so I think my, my biggest fear is that somehow that external limitation may seep into their mindset and feel like it is restricting their opportunity. And, you know, knock on wood, luckily right now, they, they don't feel that at all. And that would probably be my biggest fear. That's definitely a fear. And, you know, you look at, at a gender equitable world and, and pushing to make those changes. And I think society is starting to make some changes, but there's a long way that we have to go. And, I have those same concerns for my own daughters. And, you know, my oldest says to me, she wants to be president of the United States, which more power to her. But I try to also have those conversations to say, how would you get there? How have other people gotten there? What would you have to do to prepare yourself to be able to get to that point? She's at an age where that she doesn't always want to have those conversations, you know, with dad. But I think it's also, but I think it is very important to have those conversations with your daughters to be able to allow for them to see the reality of if you want to get from here to there, what are the pathways? And it might not be one, there might be many. Just understanding that no matter what you want to do, there's work involved and there's going to be failures and setbacks. And you've got to be able to push through that and develop that persistence. And that's part of the reason why I feel so strongly about instilling girls with that entrepreneurial mindset so that they can, um, you know, push through the failures and the, and, and not be afraid of the risks that we all deal with in our life. Now, both of your daughters are, I'm sure, very unique individuals, different from each other. And as a father, you have to find that time to be able to spend equally with both to be able to get to know them and to share time with them. What would you say are some of the favorite things that you like to do with your daughters? 
so I'm a, uh, I'm a uni- University of Michigan grad and a rabid Michigan basketball and football fan. And so my oldest daughter from when she was an infant has been sitting next to the next to me on the couch watching Michigan football games. And, you know, when she was younger and I used to sit down with her at, at night and um, one of the things she used to say was, was quiz me. And what she wanted me to do was, you know, do things like, okay, um, you know, name, uh, name the five positions on the offensive line, or, you know, it's fourth and three, you're down by four, there's four minutes left, what do you do? You know, do you kick the field goal or do you, do you go for it? And that was, so that's this sort of, and she developed this, you know, rabid passion for, for football as well, even beyond um, some of what I do. Like I'll go and pick her up from something and it would be on a Thursday night and she'll tune the radio to a Thursday night football game, which I probably wouldn't have listened to on my own, but she wants to listen to it. And so that's probably the one thing that, you know, the thing that we share. And my younger daughter is um, uh, more inclined to do the entrepreneurial things, uh, the lemonade stand, the bake sale, those sorts of things. And so that's a big part of the experiences that we share. Although it's interesting is during this, uh, during the, the pandemic, we have, my younger daughter and I have been signing up for cooking classes, virtual cooking classes. And so almost on a, you know, once a week or so, uh, the two of us will go and, and, um, uh, and take these virtual classes and, and make dinner or make something. And it, that's been a lot of fun for me, for me to share with her. What's been the favorite recipes that each of you have made so far? We just made so, so there's two groups. I'm gonna have to give a shout out to these two groups. There's a group in Chicago called Wicker Park that does these. Uh, they used to do live classes, but I do virtual classes. And there's one in Brooklyn called the Dynamite Kids Cooking Club. And the one in Chicago has been doing these savory cupcakes. So we made pizza cupcakes a little while ago that were delicious. And then this past week uh, on Monday, we made lasagna cupcakes, which are basically little bite-sized lasagnas that you make in a cupcake tin. And so those have been a lot of fun to make and just explore different things. Now, you talked about your younger daughter being the entrepreneur of your daughters. And and I want to be able to talk to you about what you have created, which is the Startup Squad. For those of you that have never heard of the Startup Squad, uh, you can find out more at thestartupsquad.com. But it is a, a great site that is really encouraging people to allow them to be able to inspire them to be entrepreneurs in the future. Talk to me about the, the, the story of how you came up with this idea and why it was so important for you to be able to have this mission to be able to help girls to be able to see the power of entrepreneurship. Well, my older daughter was eight. She was in the Girl Scouts and was selling cookies for the first time. And also she uh, was doing a charity bake sale with a friend of hers. And both times she was so excited, but she had no idea what to do, right? I mean, she with the Girl Scout cookies, she put on the vest and she went down to the end of our driveway and set up a little step stool. But then she just stood there. And my wife was the one that said to her, hey, when people walk by, you got to say good morning to get their attention and make sure you look people in the eye when you talk to them. And when she did the charity bake sale, she's like, tell people the money goes to charity because even if they don't want to buy a brownie, maybe they'll still give you a few bucks. Frankly, I was more entertained by the whole thing than anything else. I was like, oh, that's so cute. She doesn't know what to do. But then um, about two months later, I was laying in bed on a Sunday morning reading books with my girls. And my older daughter was on my right side. And she was reading from the Who Was series, 
those biographies for kids that are just so well done. They're fantastic. They've got, you know, who was Leonardo da Vinci and who was Derek Jeter and who was Martin Luther King. I mean, they're great. So she was reading who was Queen Elizabeth. My younger daughter was in kindergarten and um, she was lying on my left side. And so I was reading to her and the book she wanted me to read that day was like the 57th book of the Rainbow Fairy series. And I just wanted to throw the thing out the window. I just got tired of all the pink princess fairy unicorn lowest common denominator marketing to girls. And look, I give the Rainbow Fairies a ton of credit because it helps her imagination and makes her want to learn how to read. But my older daughter was getting the exact same benefit and she was learning about Queen Elizabeth. And for whatever reason, those two experiences combined in my brain. And I said, I'm going to create a novel series to get girls interested in entrepreneurship, get them excited about opening up that first lemonade stand or bake sale, and just start to think like an entrepreneur. And because this wasn't like, you know, every girl should grow up to be an entrepreneur, but I feel so strongly that girls with that entrepreneurial mindset that not only have those basic business skills, but that are comfortable with risk and comfortable with failure and see opportunities instead of problems and, and know how to sell something. You know, right now it's a cup of lemonade, but later on it's going to be, you know, a, a dissertation or a project or a resume or whatever it happens to be. That girls with those skills are going to be more successful in life regardless of the path they choose. And so that was the that was the inspiration. And I'm a business guy. I'm not a I'm not a writer. So I I spent four years very humbling, rejection and failure filled years learning how to write to kids until I ultimately signed um, a three book deal with Macmillan and we just released the second book in the series and it's been it's doing exactly what I'd hoped, which is we're inspiring girls across the country to um, to open up that first business. And I've worked with Girl Scout troops across the United States where the girls are reading the books before they sell cookies. And then they're being they're doing that much, that much more excited about their cooking sales and getting that much more out of it. And so it's been it's been an incredible uh, journey. But as I said, was inspired by sort of seeing what my girls are being exposed to on a daily basis and wanting there to be more empowering options for them. You know, I had the opportunity to be able to read these books and and I will tell you that um, I was very impressed with, with how it does make you think um, even as a man, I mean, to be able to think about the process and what you're trying to teach girls today. And it, it, it is powerful. I think that so many so many books are not written that way, and as you were t- talking about. So I commend you for for taking that step because I'm sure that you never thought that you'd be an author no. or a or a writer because you no, said no. you. you come I'm more author a, than writer. <laughs> well, and and it's in and that's in that's an important distinction as well. But I yeah. think that it's it's, but what you're trying to do, I think, is such an important thing to try to encourage girls to think differently. It's, it, it, re, it kind of goes back to some of the STEM movements and things to get girls in science and things like, like that to change the discourse and yep. change the, 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 the kind of the culture and what, how society views things. And I think that for me, as a father of two daughters, I think that that's a really important thing to be able to kind of challenge societal norms in that way. Yeah. And I think, you know, a couple of things. One is obviously there are tremendous, a lot of groups doing tremendous work to get girls interested in STEM, which is great. I applaud them. 
but the number of girls that are interested in STEM is much smaller than the girls who would be interested in running a lemonade stand or a bake sale. And so what we're trying to do is reach out, not only reach out to those girls and make them realize that it doesn't have to be just a lemonade stand or a bake sale. It could be a big business. So one of the things we do in, in the back of each book is we feature an actual girl entrepreneur. And on our website, we have videos of 70 different girls between the ages of seven and 14 who all run their own businesses. So that girls can look and realize that it doesn't have to be a, a just a little lemonade stand. I can actually start a lemonade business, and maybe my products will be on the shelves of Whole Foods one day. Which are you know there are these girls that have invented and created these products that are on the shelves of across the country. And then the other thing that's interesting is I specifically wanted to create these books as fiction. They've been referred to as the the Babysitters Club meets Lean In. Right, this is a fictional story because what I didn't want is. A girl is going to pick up a nonfiction book about entrepreneurship or running a lemonade stand. She's already gotten bitten by that bug. But what I wanted is let's create a fun story about four sixth grade girls who are doing having all the friend issues and family issues and school issues and pet issues that you'd read in a story written for these girls. But let's have them running run a business on the side. And so the the text itself and the narrative itself is very light on the business stuff, other than these girls happen to be running a business in the background. But then what we do is in the back of the book. We draw from the narrative and we give girls actual business lessons. So we'll say to them, hey, remember in the story when the, when the girls, when the characters make you a big sign for their lemonade stand, that's actually called marketing. And here's some marketing tips you can use for your business. And so the idea is I describe it as it's, it's part um, inspiration, part information, and part aspiration. The inspiration is the narrative. Let's get girls to read a fun story and want to start their own business. The information is once now they're inspired, let's give them the tools to be able to do a better job of doing it. And then the last part is the interview with the, the girl entrepreneur. That's the aspiration to realizing it'd be a big business. And so that's the hope is that girls will not only be entertained by the books, but they'll want to start that lemonade stand or, or whatever that first business is. And then just start to think like an entrepreneur, get comfortable with risk, get comfortable with failure, because we all, it's something we all deal with in life. And if we can get, teach our daughters to be comfortable with risk and be okay with failing, then they're going to have a much brighter future. That is so important. Now, beyond these books on your website, you've done even more than that. So you've taken these books and you've allowed for the, the people that are reading these to take the next actionable step. Talk to me about kind of from the concept of writing these books, what you've changed into or what your organization is changing into to be able to encourage entrepreneurship. We want to be able to reach and impact girls however we can. The books are certainly the centerpiece of what we're doing, but we are also doing, we've got a lot of other programs. We're working with a lot of charities to get the books into the hands of the underserved, but also to help them change, help these, these underserved girls change their mindset. We are looking at doing some out-of-home activities. Luckily, we had nothing planned for 2020 because that would have been an issue. So we're looking at doing a lot of that in 2021. We're working with a lot of a lot of other companies to get books and the programs to schools. I mentioned the Girl Scout troops. We're working with uh, with different Girl Scout troops in terms of integrating the books into their, their cookie selling programs. We are also doing, I do a ton of speaking I speak at schools and libraries, and um, I speak at alumni associations. I do parent-daughter events, talking about the entrepreneurial mindset. And interestingly, during this pandemic, I've been doing a lot of work about talking about what, what I call stuck-at-home startups. 
which is businesses that you can obviously lemonade stands are not the best things to be running right now in a lot of parts of our uh, of the country. So what are businesses you can start while you're stuck at home that you can't go out and do the normal things? And so it you know we're trying to reach an impact girls. However, we are we're looking at uh, at you know at TV opportunities and and other things as well. Well, it's it's an amazing idea. It's amazing concept. I love it, and I think that uh, so many people that have daughters that even at young ages are starting to think of these things will find that that they will um, learn so much if they read the books, but also taking some of the tips and things that are on the site to be able to help them to be able to take that next step. So I I thank you for the work that you're doing because I think it's important. It's important for any parent to be able to encourage their their daughters to to think in different ways and not be held back by conventional norms and i think that you're doing just that now the other thing is it's all what i found is it's also i've seen it with my own daughter it's a fantastic activity to do with your daughters help them you know, bake the cookies and then go out and sell them and think about what their marketing is going to be and how are they going to price it and those sorts of things. It's a fantastic activity. And I know some some of the girls that we profile on our website that have, you know, built pretty decent sized businesses, they have dads that don't have a business background, right? They don't know the first thing about business, but what they're doing is they're, they're with their daughters, they're learning about it together. So they're, they're, as her, the daughter's business grows and they reach a stumbling block, they'll work together to, to find a way to get through that. So it's a great activity for, um, for fathers and daughters to do together, whether or not you know, dads have, are comfortable with uh, you know, having business experience or not. I mean, I feel that I'm an entrepreneur in some aspects, but I've not taken many business courses. I've not, I can't say that I was taught to be an entrepreneur. You know, you learn as you go. And I think that's, that's a lot of the case for many entrepreneurs and, and that's okay, but having some background helps with that too. So now talk to me about if your daughters were in the room right now, what would their answer be about how this has impacted them? My older daughter is very passionate about the environment. She was co-head of her middle school's climate awareness club. She had the opportunity to go to Madrid as one of three representatives of the United States for a kid's climate summit. And so for her, she's been using entrepreneurship as a way to advance her her environmental goals. So for example, she managed to talk her way. We have a, a like an art and wine festival in our town here in Silicon Valley, which is the biggest event of the year. She managed to talk her way into being the first, probably the first kid ever to have her own booth for this um, for her club. But she had to come up with a hundred dollars to pay the admission fee. So she and her friends started a lemonade stand that they actually ran at my book launch to raise money to be able to pay the entry fee. And then once once they got there, they then sold plants to be able to raise money for the club. And so she's been using entrepreneurship as a way to advance the things that she's passionate about. And then my younger daughter is, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that, that I, I spoke at the National Conference of Girls Schools annual conference last summer, and I had one of the headmasters come up to me and say, do me a favor. Can you try to express that it's okay for girls to want to start a business to make money? Because what he said is a lot of girls will start a business because they want to raise money for a charity or they want to donate it to something, or which is fantastic. But he's like, I, I don't know if it's that you know girls just think the business isn't for them or that it's just too icky. Get them to you know 
try to get that message out. So actually in our, in our third book, which comes out next May, we are going to be, these girls are going to be running a business because they want to make money for themselves. And that's something I've been working with my daughter on. Yeah, my younger daughter on is um, it's okay to start a lemonade stand because you want to make money. That That's okay. It doesn't have to be for, for this charity or, or, or this project. And so um, I think, you know, what she would say is just that I'm constantly encouraging her to, you know, what's the next business and what can we do? And this summer I attempted to give her a responsibility for the Startup Squad's TikTok social media account. We're opening up on TikTok and she loves TikTok. I was like, all right, here, you can make some money, make some videos for, for TikTok and put her in charge. And so that's something else that we're, you know, um, always trying to find different ways for her to explore that entrepreneurship interest. So you said you have a third book in the wings. What else is coming for the future of the Startup Squad? So we are doing, a, yes, the third book is coming out in May. We are working at doing some some live events in uh, 2021. Hopefully the world will be uh, a little calmer and back to normal then. As I mentioned, we are right now talking to uh, different people in, in Hollywood about uh, the TV rights to create a Startup Squad TV series. And I'm also working on expanding a lot of the charitable work that I've done in different ways to find not only encourage underserved girls with about entrepreneurship, but also to provide them with role models of you know, girls and women in their communities that are entrepreneurs that can serve as role models and mentors to these kids as well. And so that's a program that we tested last year and we're hoping to expand next year as well. So exciting. So we always finish our interviews with what we like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a father. Are you ready? No, but I think we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yes, we are. In one word, what is fatherhood? I'd have to say love. I mean, uh, I'm sure I'm not the first person to use that answer, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. So when was a time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? I'll tell you when it happens. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think for me, I don't know that I ever feel successful um, because I'm always you know, trying to learn and trying to keep getting better at, at everything I do, including being a father. I think for me, I have a long-term goal, which is I'll be successful in my job as a father when my daughters are on their own and they're in, and they are the independent, strong girls that you, you, know, you kick off every show with. So I think that's when I'll judge success. How would your kids describe you as a dad? Annoying is probably going to be the first word out of their mouth. But I would like to say, I, I'd hope they would say engaged and present. Um, I've always tried to be a part of their lives, even when I was, you know, working ridiculous hours helping to build and scale companies. I would always try to get home for dinner and then, you know, get the girls into bed. And then I'd hop back online to do what I have to do. And um, now I'm fortunate with the Startup Squad to be able to be doing what I can at home and being a part of their lives. Well, as I said, they're 14 and 12. The beautiful thing is now when they still want you around to be able to have that time and that access. So I would hope that they would say engaged and present. Now, who inspires you to be a better father? This is a really interesting one. There's a, uh, there's a book called Rain Rain. Um, uh, and it's rain as in the weather and then rain as in R-E-I-G-N as in, you know, a king's reign. And the book is called Rain, Rain. And it's written by, I think it's written by Anna Martin, who wrote The Babysitter's Club. And it's a story of a girl with special needs. I can't remember if she's you know, autistic or on the spectrum or, but she's definitely a special needs. And she has a, her dad, it's a single dad and he struggles with alcoholism and unemployment and all those other things. And the dad just doesn't get her. 
and he doesn't, um, he's got a very short temper and he just, he can't deal with her outbursts and the things that make her unique, but she is an uncle and the uncle gets her. And so what's amazing in this book is, you know, the girl will have a reaction and the dad sort of just, you know, like shuts her down and, you know, gets annoyed with her, but the uncle understands her and reaches her and deals with her and, you know, interacts with her in a far different way. And it's funny because I've taken that to heart and we, with my own kids and my wife, you know, my wife, I gave the book for my wife to read because I wanted to understand this. And so if we're having, you know, as you do, these instances where like, you know, one parent is being more strict than the other or, or whatever happens to be, my wife will say to me, oh, so you get to be the uncle. So you're going to be the uncle now, right? As if I'm going to be the one that's going to, instead of being angry with my daughter, for whatever reason, I'm going to sit down with her and talk her through it and understand what's behind what she's doing, responding not to the action she's taking, but the reasons why she's acting. So um, I would say the uncle in the book, Rain Rain, is someone I keep in mind and inspires me to be a better dad. You know, I have not read that book before, but I'm now going to have to check it out. Finally, what advice would you give to other dads? Let your daughters fail. It's so important. You know, I know so many of us, you know, we hate to see our daughters fail or be in an uncomfortable circumstance or be upset, but we all know you fail in life. And so what better time to fail now when you've got this incredible support network? And so the last thing, you know, we want strong, independent women have to be able to take risks, have to be comfortable taking risks and have to, when they fail, they've got to dust themselves off and, and get back up. And so there's a, uh, a famous story, um, Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, tells the story that when she sat around her dinner table as a kid, her dad would say to her and her siblings, what did you fail at this week? And if they failed at something, he'd give them a high five. And if they didn't fail, he'd be upset with them. And I think that is so important. And one of the things I do when I speak to, you know, these, these kids and these youth organizations and these parent uh, child events across the country is I say to these kids, if you ever had the expression, win some, lose some, that entrepreneurs don't say that entrepreneurs say, win some, learn some. Because they know even if they're going to fail, they're going to learn something that help them succeed the next time. So win some, learn some, I would think is the thing that I would tell dads to instill in their, in their daughters. Well, I love that. And, and I truly appreciate you being here today, Brian. Now, if people want to find out more about the Startup Squad, where should they go? So the startupsquad.com is our website. We've got a ton of resources for parents. We are on every major social media network at, at the Startup Squad is our handle. And the one thing I'll throw out as a special offer to my fellow dads of daughters is if you are interested in the Startup Squad and you, you know, want to buy a copy of the book for your daughter, do so however is convenient, but then send an email to me at info at the startupsquad.com. And I'll send your daughter some stickers and bookmarks and some swag. And if you send me the name of your daughter as well, I can sign a, a book plate to her and so she could personalize it. So that's info at the startupsquad.com. Well, Brian, thank you so much for not only sharing your story, but that offer as well. And I truly, again, thank you for all that you're doing to be able to engage our daughters in, in so many different ways. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. And thanks for doing all you do to, to help us dads. God knows we need it. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information 
that will up your game on fatherhood through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more. You will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be